The Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Bonjour and hello. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Uh, I am your host, <laughs> Freddie Rivas, and who are you, sir? Producer Matt Duncan on the keys. We're in studio today. How are you doing? I am doing very good. Still recovering from your bachelor. My bachelor. Yeah, that was unreal. Lake uh, Lake Simcoe isn't ever going to be the same. (laughs) I'll say that. That's true. Uh, It's a different place now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And same goes for Lord Simcoe. So if you're a relative of Lord Simcoe. Yeah. uh, Appreciate the uh, holiday. We all are. Yeah. September, but yeah. Yeah. we uh we're 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 a, we're a basketball podcast. We we yeah. talk ball, we talk Raptors ball, we're hardcore fans. Yeah. If people want to find us or help us out or like I don't know, drop off a duffel bag of cash. Yeah. How might they do that? You know what? We've had a great responses on our iTunes reviews. You know what? If you don't have a positive one and you want to leave us a negative po- uh, review, that's fine too cuz we're going to learn from that. We did get a little bit of a negative one, we but did. it wasn't bad, Freddie. It was good. It was good. He just he all he wanted was more content during mm-hmm. the finals. And I thought about it and I was like, well, we were too busy out enjoying the games to you know record. Though? We let a fan down. We did let a fan we down. We let a listener down. Yeah. And we gotta we gotta change. Kevin six five four five, I apologize on behalf of Freddie uh for not having enough content during the finals. Yeah, because I guess the Raptors, yeah, they it's crazy. But I do not give into that narrative that they'll never be there again as some goofy thing. They're going to be in the finals a bunch. So we don't need to have a big fancy feast every time they do. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I mean, I think we should have a fancy Yeah, we definitely should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're on all the stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're on the, st- sorry, yeah. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> but Stitcher, you gotta, you gotta, Spotify. You're listening to, uh, you know, I got a wedding dance playlist. I got hot, hot, hot on Spotify. <laughs> Uh, give that a gander if you want. And then uh, check out Confederacy of Dunks on there too. Player FM, all the, all the favorite podcatchers that you may have. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as soon as this uh, weather starts to cool down a bit, yeah. bang, out come the toques. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. we'll be selling those toques. Starting to get tukey right. out yeah. there. The Patreon page I've been thinking about doing for yeah. over a year. It's Guess coming. What? That's on the horizon. Right. Um, the other day I actually went to the Patreon. Did uh, you? Uh, yeah. Googled Patreon. You just then, got, uh, you got your cookies in there. Oh, I got so confused. Oh, uh, it was like, log in, <laughs> register. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? But we'll, we'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back with Patreon. Um, let's bring on the guests. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. So, um, in studio with me, uh, I believe it's his yeah. second time doing the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, an extremely funny dude, uh, very good at softball. Um, he's got a web series out right now, Ming's dynasty. So, nice. uh, uh, make sure to check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say no more. Give it up at home for Anthony Hall. Woo. Yeah, happy to be here with the boys. Confederacy of dunks. Here we yes. go. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I felt cool. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Pretty uh, damn dope. <laughs> Did I pronounce it? Is it Ming's Dynasty or Ming Dynasty? It's Ming's Dynasty. Yeah. Ooh, you got it right, man. I nailed it, baby. Yeah, you got Holy it right. You didn't even do any homework on that one. Oh, well, yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> um, I just know it. All right. 
But um, yeah, thanks so much for for joining me in person. Uh, you and Matt actually met today, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The last time I was on, you were recovering from your foot injury, and we did the call-in episode. Oh, right? that's right. And, and I didn't get to uh, be in studio, but you know, here I am in yeah. the flesh. Yeah, no more knee brace for me. I'm doing pretty good. Um, and uh, yeah, let's let's bring on guest number two. All right. Um, she's on the podcast all the time. Yeah. Uh, if I had to ballpark it, I would say this is like probably her 11th, 12th. Probably time. something like that. Yeah. Um, she's amazing. She's hilarious. She's an incredible writer. Follow her uh, wherever you can, except in real life, um, <laughs> but online and stuff, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, she's she's amazing. Give it up at home for Catherine Niker. Hello. I'm not as cool as Anthony, you know. <laughs> it's always it's always cooler than me, and I like to let it play out. Yeah, but sometimes you know, sometimes you got to be a role player and just like let something ride. You know what I right, mean? Right. Exactly. Um, it's it's an important skill to recognize when something like badass is going on around you, yeah. and you're just like, wow, that cat is doing backflips. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll just watch like. The rest of the, yeah, that's uh, how I feel town. every time I start this podcast. Well, I feel like there's a cat doing backflips. Okay, that's good. I was gonna say like, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. want you to feel like low confidence heading into the pod because no, 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 okay, no, good. not at all. Um, <laughs> In fact, I've had so many appearances. I should get like a like a jacket or something. Yeah. Well, what about two? We're gonna get those two. Yeah. So okay. Get, I'll start yeah. with the two because nope. then I'll need a no, you need a, Steve Dunk's blazer. Please. Honestly, you need a jacket. And yeah. That's no. on us. Yeah. And guess what, folks? A jackets, shiny one. Jackets coming October fifth. <laughs> um, like, yeah. Compared to those letter jackets. Oh, yeah. Whoa, Letterman's? Oh, wow. that'd be fun. We're talking windbreaker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you want, a $20 toque or a $300 jacket? Make up, <laughs> make up your mind. That's, kinda, that's like me shopping uh, on the Toronto Raptors like championship merch store after they oh, won. Yeah. I was like, mm, that Letterman jacket, will I ever wear it? Maybe yeah. once or twice. Yeah, I saw that one too. <laughs> yeah. I'll get a hat instead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we got Raptors to, to, to well, uh, stuttering Sammy over here. Stuttering um, Sammy. We got we got Raptors stuff to talk about. Uh, you guys ready or what? Hell yeah. Okay, Matt, why don't you give me that Raptors sting? <laughs> Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Zach, welcome to Jurassic Park. Say Bobby, you say Webster, Bobby. Webster. Bobby. Webster. Yes. Did you say Catherine? I said Webster the second time. Okay. It's better than nothing. Honestly, the, like, <laughs> I will say this. The more you participate in that, the more fun it gets. That's right. Um, yeah. And, and you're starting to appreciate them a little more. I'm starting you? to appreciate the stings a bit. You a bit. I've been taking you for granted for a solid four years now. So, um, yeah, five years, five years. Wow. Um, and, and you know, that first sting. I'll also say this, the, the, when it pops into the song, mm -hmm. I just think those dinosaurs are dancing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, they do move in herds and then it's like, bam, bam. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. like they do move in herds. Those is doing like high steps. You know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's jump right into Raptor stuff. Um, Catherine, I think I'll, I'll go to you first here. So here's how I want to preface this. There's the, um, Sports Illustrated, the SI Top 100 
that comes out every year. Um, authored by, I always forget the second guy's name because he's he's not on the Open Floor podcast, but uh, it's Ben Golliver and another man who I will... Who re- refuses to do a podcast. No, Rob Mahoney, who he, he does go. podcast too. He's great. Um, oh, okay. So th- the general idea here is, um, you know, take whatever factors you want in, but what you're trying to predict is... Uh, how the players are going to do this year, this regular season and also the playoffs. So you, you know, you would like, that's how you're, you're kind of evaluating them. And you know, it's all contextual, right? Like, do they have a chance to make the playoffs? Are they a role player? Are they efficient? Are they young? Are they old? And so, you, you know, you're factoring in all of those things and it's kind of the perfect jumping off point for just all sorts of fun basketball arguments because, this is a place where you're going to find people have tons of different opinions and rating systems, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of a Raptor tradition um, to get mad at these guys for um, underrating our guys. It really, really kind of, I think started gaining momentum when every year they would have DeRozan just like too low and he would always outperform uh, where they had him on the hundred list every mm-hmm. single year. We've done this list a bunch, right? Like yeah, we, well, it, we usually do it every year. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, yeah. It comes out um, around this time every year. Yeah. And you know, players are slighted. Like it's one of those things that a lot of folks try and play off as like not mattering. Yeah. But it, it would also be the type of thing where at the end of a year, like let's say, you know, DeRozan or so, someone would be like, yeah, you know, SI had yeah. me at 31. Like, like, Check me out now. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's one of those if people reference it. Is so, it like? A, do they feel the same way about a two K rating? When they get their two K ratings. Honestly, players also do comment on two K ratings. Yeah. I, I love when players are like, "I don't care," because I'm like, <laughs> "You all care so much about everything." Mm-hmm. Just like all of us, we're in the like max content, right. um, <laughs> especially the yeah. younger hey. players too, right? The, the younger players oh, care yeah. so much about their 2K ratings mm, because they grew up playing those games and the new one just came out and I played it for four hours today. Nice. <laughs> what were you going to say, Catherine? No, they just, all of them care way more than they ever admit. Yes. Um, so all, all that preamble aside, uh, I kind of want to go through uh, the Raptors and just kind of do a temperature take. Um, so let's start with, uh, we'll, we'll go, uh, bottom to top and then we'll, we'll talk about omissions after that. So yeah, Catherine, let me jump to you first. Uh, they have Serge Ibaka, mm-hmm. um, at, they have Serge Ibaka at 80th out of a hundred. Uh, how do you feel about that? Um, I actually think this might be controversial, but I think he is properly rated. Okay. At 80. Because I, I just think, like, I mean, if he was uh, starting the whole season and especially the playoffs, and I think he should have been ranked higher. But considering he was coming off the bench and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think 80 is, is properly rating Serge Ibaka. Sorry, Serge. Um, I, you know what? I, he's definitely listening. Sir, if Serge is listening. 100%. He's probably like, Mufuzi's sad. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm assuming he says Mufuzi like all the time. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) he'll be at Rolson later eating his feelings. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
Rolson in trouble. I hope he saves it. Yeah. Surge. Yeah. He needs to buy it. Condos. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think Surge is, you know, is properly rated. Like it's easy to look at a guy below him, like Julius Randle, you know, 79 being like, he's better than Julius Randle, but it's like age is a factor here. And I think with Surge, you do have to kind of like plan for some regression. Um, he's good on offense. He's good on defense. He is a little bit older. He, you know, probably won't be playing more than like 30-ish minutes a game. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, Catherine. Um, where, where are you at, Anthony? Do you think this is uh, like a slight for Surge or is he too high? You know, I think it's fair as well. Like he's certainly lost a bit of athleticism mm-hmm. over the years. I, think, I don't think he's the same sort of like high volume rebounder he really was before and even like shot blocking um he's like a really great energy guy right um and i think when he is on he is incredible but yeah you know i think it's fair like he's probably due for a little bit of regression he's like he's what he's like 30 now right yeah i think he's uh i think Serge's like 29 yeah uh 29 30 something like that and like his play style lends itself to like you know a big drop down once you hit your thirties or once you just like kind of lose like a bit yeah. of a step, you know? So I think, you know, it's fair. Cool. Um, so these people rating, uh, NBA players, you know, they put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> I think we've all agreed. Right. Um, okay. So let's jump all the way up to 42. Uh, Anthony, I'll stick with you. So we got Marcus Gasol at 42. Um, how does that sit with you? Hmm. Well, I think, I think he's a little bit underrated. I think he Ooh. should be a little bit higher, even though like I just finished talking about Serge being older and yes. like, and you know, not really complimenting his game as well with age. But like, I think Marcus all is one of those players that has adapted so well over the years. And actually I remember yesterday when we were talking about the FIBA tournament. Yeah. He has really sort of earned the respect of, the refs and other players in totally. the way that he plays defense. And it really does complement a slower, more sort of methodical style of play. I think like he doesn't need to be a person who jumps out of the gym or like bodies people super hard. He just is always at the right place at the right time. And, and for me, I think the, the longer he spends with like our young players in the Raptors rotation, it's just going to make everybody better. And he's one of those guys that's like a, a general on, mm-hmm. on defense. Like Totally. He's a wizard. Oh, yeah. And like you don't have to be super young and athletic to make those like crazy passes that he does. Like he can really see the floor as well. And that's like so Im- incredibly important in this modern NBA to be able to like back down and but also see the floor enough to like kick out to your wings that are totally getting ready to shoot. So like I think he's a super valuable piece and we saw that in the playoffs when he locked down like oh my god the opposing teams like best players series after series like sure it's he's incredible not, he's not an offensive threat like he was maybe very very early on in his career but he still is making plays he's affecting shots and he's making it hard for those like star players on the other teams to to really catch fire so i think maybe it's a bias because you know i'm a raptors fan but like Hey, bring those bias. You're safe here. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a valuable piece, and I don't think we would have made it to the finals, let alone win the championship without Marcus All last year. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with like literally everything you said, and I think you know, you know, it's it's interesting you bring up his passing um, as it pertains to like him aging because I think that's something 
that's, you know, he'll retire with his passing abilities. Like oh, yeah. they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And I think his game is so, um, you know, independent of athleticism already that I think basically he just has to kind of keep his like, you know, Dirk style creaking body going <laughs> and he'll be effective and awesome. And, you know, I, I, again, I can't see him losing much strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, the, the only thing though is uh, having him at 41, you know, this is a bit of a dull, I guess, counter to you, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm looking ahead and, Oh, sorry. At 42. And I was just kind of scrolling down and, and I think 42 is probably just really good because there's 450 uh, players in the NBA or more. Mm-hmm. And when I'm scrolling down, I'm not really finding a guy that jumps out as like, Oh, Gasol is way better than him. There's a couple potential guys, like guys like, you know, Booker or Tatum. Uh, I'm seeing a little bit below him who are kind of like, you know, um, they, they need to get better to be better than Gasol. Um, maybe Steven Adams, but I, I think I, I kind of like him at 41. Um, Catherine, what were, what are your feelings on uh, Marcus Sol? At 42, um, I think 42 is a pretty uh, decent spot. Like, I think there could be an argument to be made for him to be like slightly higher, but I don't know if he cracks like the top 30. Like, I think one, like, a yeah, few things top really 30 great. looks really good. Like, mm. sorry. No, that's okay. I mean, I think a few really good things about Gasol are like very difficult to measure. Like we talked about his passing and stuff like that. Like, and just his uh, his court vision, if you will. And mm-hmm. one thing I really love about Gasol is that he's not one of those centers that like constantly needs the ball. Like you always hear about centers like needing so many touches and this, that, and the other, and the ball has to go through him. And he is not that guy at all. And he's really evolved his game. And I think like all those things are what make him so great. But that's like really hard to put in numbers and paper like on a right. ranking. Yeah, I heard um, it was like a kind of like a sports view podcast. You know how those like every arena has like all those cameras and it's like so decked out to like measure like, OK, you know, DeRozan was here, but Ghost DeRozan was here and he would have stopped the play. Like it's all that kind of stuff. And um they were talking about like what they're able to quantify and just how difficult it is to quantify defense. And particularly like when you're a big, you see each play and Gasol for the longest time has notoriously been, you know, and Draymond um, just like a master at calling out the other team's play. So he makes everyone in front of him better on defense all the time. And that's not even really something that's measured and he's talking constantly. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just basically adding another thing to the uh, Gasol underappreciated. Uh, yeah, kind of well. But like, I'm looking at this about. list right now, and Stephen Adams is ranked higher than Gasol, and I don't he, agree with that. Yeah, I, it's funny. Like, I even even though I was like, there's no one who jumps out to me. I was looking right at Stephen Adams when I said that, and I was like, I think he's better than Stephen. Stephen Adams is strong. Yeah, but he's nowhere near as smart or as like effective. Like, if if you put you know, Adams, you swapped him out like, like, like uh, kind of what you were saying with the, we need a Gasol to win the uh, championship. Imagine him in that Philly series and he wouldn't have had as much success against MB. Oh, period. no. Does Steven Adams have a three? Can you shoot? No, no. not at all. Oh, not at all. There no. you go. Yeah. You yeah. Should I mean, that's a whole other thing. Like yeah. Gasol is like, I think, you know, you have to really, similar, similarly to Lowry, 
you kind of just got to keep digging because it gets better and better and better. And he's not someone that gets exposed. Right. Uh, the more you look into the intricacies of his game. Um, but also but, like leadership too. Like totally. And yeah. And during that series and during the Philadelphia series, I think uh, I like had read an article or like a tweet or something like that. That was talking about how when him and Serge were on the floor together, they would speak Spanish. I know. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's so badass. Like, yeah, so cool. And is. like to be able to call out another team's plays <laughs> in Serge, Spanish. Serge speaks French with Pascal, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. that's fun. Like, I feel like that's yeah. like just another like sort of um, like, a, so, I don't know if it's like Achilles heel or other teams. It's just but, cool. Uh, it's like a cool like, yeah, yeah arrow <laughs> to have in your quiver to be able to like pull out uh, when you least expect it. Gasol, you know, he's got a rooftop garden. He's like saving refugees <laughs> in the Mediterranean. He and he chugs yeah. rose wine. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why anyone? Just this is a Confederacy of oh. Gasol podcast. Yeah. Right? Anytime someone's like, oh, <laughs> we should trade Gasol. I'm like, you mean the living legend? Yeah, what yeah. are you talking about? Um, yeah. During the Raptors parade, I like had was looking at the back of the bus after the, everybody was like driving past. And then like Marcus all catches like a tall can of beer, crushes it. And then I see <laughs> oh like, God. I see like this other post like later on. That's when he was chugging that wine bottle that just looked like a little bottle of beer in his hand. And I was like, this guy is amazing. He's cool. I got into the rosé this summer. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we just got a little bit of a glimpse into Matt's life. The intangible, and, the rose. And I'm picturing, you know, Matt at his cottage, firing that air gun, passed out near a fire, you know what I mean? Just a rose gin, oh. spilling, <laughs> spilling all over It's a over nasty your, hangover, that's all I'll say. Yeah, How does uh, he do it? So okay. sweet. Let's, uh, let's keep going here with, uh, stick with you, Catherine. Um, so again, we, we take another big jump. Uh, Gasol's 42. And Kyle, our boy, um, is 28. Um, how do you feel about that? How does that sit with you, 28th, in the, I mean, in the NBA next year? I'm just so used to Kyle Lowry being underrated that mm -hmm. I just expect it now. Right. Like, it's just so, I don't know. And I mean, it's very similar to what we were talking about with Gasol. It's like all the little things that Kyle does that makes him so great. But it's like, it's just so typical. That's all I really have to say. It's so difficult. <laughs> yeah. I think Kyle Lowry should be ranked higher. I mean, he was the starting point guard on a team that just won the NBA championship. He proved everybody wrong. Everybody was all like, oh, this guy doesn't perform in the playoffs. And then that game six had like over 20 points and just did like everything we ever needed him to do. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I'm just over people underestimating him. But then I'm also like, you know what? That's fine. Maybe just keep underestimating him and then he'll just keep proving you wrong. And that'll be great. So I'm totally with you. Um, and yeah, I'm going to, before I jump to Anthony here, I agree. Uh, Kyle is better than 28th. And I think it'll be a bit of a fun exercise. I'm going to scroll down a bit and like, we'll see if we, if we agree on the players, he's better than, um, but, but Anthony, uh, how you feeling about 28? It's okay. If you're like, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it doesn't oh. always have to be a love in. God, uh, that's really tough. I, maybe maybe it's time for my hot take. I think it's a bit high. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, oh, baby. I'm just looking at some players that he's ranked above. And yeah, Donovan Mitchell. He's certainly... You know, Doncic? Yeah, Doncic is better than Cal. DeRozan is interesting to me. DeMar. Okay, there's an, there's an argument there, but like... It's like CJ McCollum? CJ, yeah. Yep. Oh, De'Aaron Fox is a bit high. Okay, that's a... Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. They, they really... This list really prioritizes um, 
like they try and guess breakout years. Yeah. So like for me, Fox is going to have a breakout year, but it's going to be like 65th right. or 60th or something like De'Aaron Fox is just, he's what kind of clouds the number. Like I didn't even go down this far. Cause I think Gasol is going to have a better season than De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. See, but I would argue, I would counter argue if you will, counter. that Low- that Lowry could have, well, not necessarily a breakout year, but a very good year uh, in Kawhi's absence. Right. You know what I mean? Because like all these guys are going to step up and all of them have talked about like having something to prove. And I think Kyle's going to be a big part of that. So if you factor that into the equation, then um, then that's something. But I I I mean, when we start talking about other players in the league being like over underrated in this list, like I think CJ McCollum and Donovan Mitchell are probably they should be higher. Yeah, Mitchell seems kind of low just because I think he's going to be on a really, really good team. Yeah, um, but I think uh, he might be the uh, he's not the best player on the team. He's close, though. Yeah, I mean, well, Gobert is the best player. Yeah, on the yeah. Team. But but between him and Conley, it's kind of like pretty tight, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, Conley's ranked higher than him on this list. Conley is higher than yeah. him on this list. Yeah. And, and, you know, Conley's a criminally underrated guy as well. But right. l- let's just do the Kyle dance for a bit. So. For me, right away, I see Chris Middleton, and I'm like, Kyle, he just does more. Yeah. Um, he does more, period. Like, 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 kind of like Catherine said, you know, we, we had, what was that, like 17 and four without Kawhi or whatever? And it's like, you know, that's contextual. Some of that was with JV, et cetera, et cetera. But I think Kyle, you know, he's going to be a four general this year. He's going to have eight assists easily. Um, he's probably going to score, you know, I would say a minimum 14 points. Uh, he's going to hit a lot of threes. He's going to take charges. I think maybe if, again, I, I didn't read the blurb and it and, and might be kind of like, you know, he, he played 65 games last year. So if you're kind of like, all right, Kyle, you know, came off a championship year, had a surgery in his thumb. You know, what if that's 50 games instead of 65? Then all of a sudden this 28 is looking a little more reasonable. But, right. uh, but, but, but Catherine, me and you are both kind of in agreement that he should be higher. So how, what do you feel about Middleton? Am I, am I in the right spot there? Like, do you think Kyle's better? Um, it's hard to say. Cause I feel like Chris Middleton needed to do more for his team, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, I mean, I don't have like the numbers in front of me, but I wasn't like overly impressed with Chris Middleton in his series against us. Yeah, I thought he was like pretty good. Brogdon was the guy. Oh yeah, who really yeah. impressed yeah. me. Brogdon other than Giannis. was way better than Chris Middleton. Yeah, so I feel like there was a bit of a playoff letdown there that I think would naturally affect his uh, overall ranking. Right. But again, like he had to do so much more for his team during the regular season that it's kind of hard to say. But I would put Kyle in front of Chris, but then I would also put Donovan. Mitchell and McCullough in front of him. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm just really low on Chris Middleton right now. Right. Right. Especially and after the FIBA fiasco that we'll get, yeah. we'll get into later. Oh yeah. We'll get into Yeah. He didn't really show out. Um, and then other guys are like Conley, you know, Conley and, and Kyle Lowry have been like, almost like, I like, like, you know, that Spider-Man meme of each other for the last like four years. That's true. They've really mm-hmm. similarly, like they're, they're just multi-talented. They're underrated. They're good on defense. They don't really have holes in their game. Um, 
you know, the, then there's like Drew Holiday. Kyle Lowry is better than Drew Holiday. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry. Kyle's better than Drew. <laughs> yeah. He just straight up is. Like, yeah, straight up. Drew Holiday has had some nice moments in the last couple of years, but it's like, I, you know, even if you're factoring in, you know, Zion and the new Pelican situation, it's Lonzo like, Ball is better than Drew Holiday. Don't at me. Okay. <laughs> okay. I will at you because we're right beside each other. Yeah. But, but yeah. Okay. Um, I think we can move on to the, to the last Raptor on the list. Um, Anthony, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, Spicy P, our boy, Pascal Siakam is at 24. Uh, he's he, he went from not being on the list to top 25 in the NBA. How do you feel about it? Well-deserved. Well-deserved, right? Well-deserved. He um, is amazing. And in this little, uh, in this list here, it's it talks about like Kyle Lowry being the perfect point guard to complement a superstar. And in my mind, I was like, is there a superstar that he's going to be complimenting? And then I was like, yes, it's Spicy P. Yeah. He's, he's our superstar now. He's incredible. Um, you know, and, and, and for me, there's, uh, there's one guy who uh, we'll, we'll get to later in the podcast, but... I think, you know, spicy, I mean, you can make a couple arguments, like, like kind of like nitpicky arguments for who he should be better than. Um, I do find it interesting that Ben Simmons is right in front of him because I actually think um, people start need to start thinking of Siakam on that type of trajectory. Mm-hmm. Like a guy who's going to be a powerhouse in the league for a long time. Right. I think people... I don't know. It's it's. A, I guess maybe you know Pascal is just such a late round draft pick. That I want to see Ben Simmons make a three point shot. Then you tell me that he's better than Pascal Siakam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Ben Simmons has some serious holes. Like I, I think I like Ben Simmons, but but yeah, like I I, I do, like I think he's fairly properly ranked. But um, yeah, I mean we'll we'll, we'll no. get we'll, we'll get to more of that. Uh, mm-hmm. How are you feeling, Catherine, about Siakam at twenty four? Um, Siakam at 24 again, well-deserved. Um, it's good that he cracked the top 25. I think that's accurate. Um, and we'll see, like, I think this time next year, he's going to be even higher on the list. Like I'm trying to have this balance with Siakam of, of having, um, like high expectations, but also like without putting, I don't know, unfair pressure on him. If that makes sense. Like I'm, I'm in the know. same boat. Like, I just think, I think the sky is the absolute limit for Pascal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, we'll see, we'll see how his career progresses as a number one option. It should be really interesting, but uh, yeah, I don't really see like, I, like when I think of something that like, you know, he won't be able to do just not really anything. Like, I mean, yes, he's a, He's probably a couple massive leaps away from being an MVP candidate. Right. But at the same time, when I think about the steps that are in sight, like all-star, all-NBA, I'm like, those are next year. Yes. So then once we're there, then it's like, okay, wait, what are we talking? Second team all-NBA? Like, I think it's, so, I mean, who knows? We'll, we'll see how he does next year and, like, see if he starts to kind of crest in that maybe, like, 15 to 20 spot. But... I don't think doubting yeah. Pascal is going to work for anyone really. And like straight up, like I have never been more excited to watch a player hit the floor. And like every time like Kyle Lowry would grab a rebound. Oh yeah. And like just seeing like Pascal run yeah. like, for like touchdown own, passes. Like totally. it's absolutely amazing. And like, Oh my God. Like and next season's going to be super exciting. What's, I mean, you know, anyone who's a Raptors fan has been talking about pa- Pascal all year. Um, but, or I mean all summer, sorry, but like, 
I think what excites me the most about him is that, you know, he's got a signature move where, you know, he's like a one man fast break. And then he's also got all these like these, these crazy like Mikhail's, you know, yeah, two, his two point oh, his NBA two K badges are going to be out of this. world. Yes. Uh, you know, I got to I got to bring you on more often for like an NBA two K report. Um, all my like all my PlayStation games are weird side scrolling puzzles that I play with my wife. <laughs> They're good games. Um, no, but yeah. Listen, like Unraveled. Check it out, okay? You're a ball yarn, and you you know run around Scandinavia, <laughs> stopping climate change. <laughs> Cheers, um, but but yeah, wait, no, but, uh, but uh, sorry. My, my point with Pascal was that you know he's got all these crazy offensive developments that are amazing, but he's still a better defender than he is on offense. Mm. Like he's such a complete player. Mm. Um, Catherine, anything uh, anything else on Siakam before I move on to omissions? Yeah, I mean, just to add to. Uh, all the other things that uh, excite me about Siakam is the fact that he started playing basketball like seven years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the game (laughs) comes so naturally to him. Like it's, it's just incredible. So yeah, I, I'm very excited. I want him to like have a move that he calls the priest. (laughs) You know what I mean? Why? I don't know. Cause he was going to become a priest. priest, So, or like, I want him to like, you know, if he dunks over someone just to like quickly bless them or something like that. He's actually becoming a priest. He was about to be, that's his whole story. He's about to become a priest. And there's like, there's one basketball net. I walked by it, just looked at it and knew I was amazing. Oh wow! Sorry, that's like I condensed the story and made it silly. But oh um, my god, he should definitely uh, retire first before becoming a priest. He should really uh, enjoy his life. Yes. Oh no! Wait, sorry. Oh, no, yeah, this is before oh, he got basketball. This is hilarious. Yeah. I'm confused. No, he's not still going to become a priest. No, no, no. I'm just saying, if he wants to do that, still, oh, like he, like he it's, retires. Like it's never too late to become it's a priest. It's never too yes. late to become a priest, <laughs> based on what I know, which is literally nothing about becoming a priest. You'll you'll love this, Catherine. Nurse. If you're listening, Nick Nurse, it's never too late to pick up a guitar. <laughs> and 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 Pascal, it's never too late to get that rosary humming because you can become a priest uh in your in your retirement. Yeah. Um, exactly. Like don't don't do it immediately because that has that has happened to pro athletes, especially in the NFL. There was this running back who played for the San Francisco 49ers, Glenn Coffee. He had like a pretty decent like breakout season, and then the next season he was like, I found God, I'm becoming a priest. So like honestly, he retired super early, and like obviously, the NFL takes a much bigger toll on your body. But well, um, sorry, oh. just just uh, just while you were saying that, yeah. Anthony, that reminded me, you one who just did that was Darren Collison. He retired at thirty-one. Oh, right, yeah. oh, right. To basically yeah, yeah, yeah. like live full time at his church. That's not yeah. weird at all, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, that's uh, probably probably a bit mean spirited, but um, okay, who's I mean, can we all agree who the giant omission from this list is? Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Oh my god! No wait, no the the, the Raptors omission. Fred VanVleet. Fred, right? Yeah. <laughs> am I am I insane? Like that is, he's not on that list at all. Fred is not in the top hundred oh, at all. Wow. Let me read you a couple of the like you know the guys in the nineties where it's like, oh my goodness, you got to be kidding me. Um, and DeAndre uh, Jordan. Yeah, there's there's a there's a there's a healthy amount of people where you're like, this is silly, like. Even if you're thinking that Kyle plays a lot of minutes and Joe Harris. Oh, oh my God. Okay. So Eat like, Joe. I, you know, we got Terrence Ross, we got Deandre Jordan, um, uh, Kyle Kuzma. That's a disgrace to have a bud above Fred. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Harris. Come on. Give me a break. Deontay Murray. Bam. <laughs> uh, you know, Bam, you know, he's one of those guys where it's like, okay, ton more opportunity. I get it. So, but, but still he's not better than Fred. Uh, he's not more effective. He's not going to 
you know, contribute to winning in the same way. Um, and you know, Derek white and Zach Levine is 90. And I think that Fred Van Vliet is better than Zach Levine. Yeah. Zach. Um, I, I mean, Zach's also, I don't know. I, I, I'm not all the way with you, but I'm half the way with you. If that makes sense. I think Zach Levine and Wiggins and oh, I'll get into this later, right. but high volume scorers, they don't get any love on this list. And I think that that's kind of not really fair because it's a huge responsibility and, you know, it's easier to be, as we were talking about before, an Al Farouk Aminu right. who shoots like five times a game versus a Zach Levine who's like, okay, you got to run X amount of pick and rolls and da da da. But um, just for the sake of like, you know, Fred's honor, mm-hmm. hell yeah, Fred's yeah. better than Zach well, Levine. Like being, is it like more <laughs> valuable to be like a, the best player on a crappy team or to like be maybe like the third or fourth best player who carried the playoff series on an amazing team. Yeah. To, I mean, what, like uh Catherine chime in here. Are you as upset as us that our boy FVV is getting done dirty like this? I mean, I don't know if he should be ranked instead of Zach Levine, but <laughs> I do think he should have made the list. But I mean, like if you're looking, if you're not made it, like you're a player in the NBA and you're not on this top 100 and you're looking at that list and you're like, if I were a point guard, I would be like, Wiggins, I am coming for you. I'm going to kick your ass so hard. Like I would, I would have these guys like on a kill list. Oh, okay. So Catherine's <laughs> yeah. saying like I would, I would come ready for all these guys. I like that. Yeah. We, you know, it was a bit of a, li- it was a bit of a light conversation yeah. and you know, we're at, I don't know, like minute 31 <laughs> or so. And that's when the, yeah. the words kill, kill list. Yeah. The kill come list in. has come out. So Hell this yeah. is good. If you I made think... it this far in the pod, it's kill list time. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, definitely. Sorry, I, I think it's was actually, that, was that really too intense? No, no, <laughs> it was the right amount of intense. I think it was a compliment to Fred Van Vliet. They yeah, know I they know what his so. whole story is, and they're like, you know what? It's better for him to not be on this list, so that when he gets on, top ten. That's like Ace Ventura, like Jim Carrey. Like I wrote myself a million dollar check. You know what I mean? Top ten. Fred, Fred is just like basically. He's like, oh my god, did, did you guys know Fred is a billion dollars in debt? Like he's really betting on himself. Like, oh my goodness, Fred. Um, okay, let's let's move on here. Um, just kind of like some. Uh, Faster raps questions. Uh, Catherine, let's go to you here first. Um, you know, this is a bit of a thought exercise, I think, but uh, it's, it's a fun kind of fun kind of question. So um, during Masai's tenure, it's obviously just been, you know, greatness. Um, but if, if we're trying to, if we're trying to find what maybe he did wrong or got lucky by or whatever, whatever, um, what would you say is Masai Ujiri's worst move um, as a Raptors GM? So th- this doesn't include anything he did with the Nuggets. Oh, because I was going to say the Nuggets were probably where he made his mistakes. Yeah, no, I know. Because the easy one there is that, what is it? He, he, he signed Nene to a huge-ass contract. Oh, yeah. Or, or is McGee? Anyways, he, he made a couple yeah, of boo-boos in Denver. Right. You got to make those mistakes. But honestly, no worries. That's Denver, right? <laughs> yeah, um, it's Denver. But yeah, yeah, is there anything that, you know, looking back on or even at the time, you're kind of like, eh, I don't think so. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like, I think, 
there are some moves where you can be like, well, Masai got lucky that really worked out. But um, one that I guess that comes to mind that didn't work out would be uh, Damari Carroll. Yes. Yes. I think that's probably easily the number one. Right. right. That is the easy number one. I really tried to think and tried to be kind of like strategic about like, like how, you know, what mistake, you know, this led to that. Da, 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 da. But it's like, it's Demari Carroll, um, you know, four year, fifty million, fifteen million dollar year contract. He came off that big season with Atlanta and mm. seemed good, yeah. but it just it didn't pan out at all. No, um, no. Sorry, did I cut you off, Catherine? No, not at all. And it's just it's one of those signings where like it seemed cool at the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. But it wasn't. It wasn't like we were all upset the second it happened. But then it just you know didn't pan out. Um, Anthony, do you got, you know, is there any other, uh, Messiah mistakes? I mean, I think we talked about this earlier before we started recording, but letting go of the player who was a part of the most iconic picture in Toronto playoffs history <laughs> and letting him sign with Valencia basket in the oh, Spanish yeah. league. Yeah. The, the hype man, man in suit, man in suit, Jordan Lloyd. Hell yeah. That's that's a mistake. Wait, he got like let a, go? Yeah, he, he got he got waved. He's gonna oh, be playing in the I'm with you, Anthony. Let's pour one out for uh yeah. Jordan Lloyd. Yeah. I didn't know that. Masai, how dare you? You know, uh, he he was underrated. He I think he like helped uh in the practice squad during the Golden State series. Oh yeah, um, he like mimicked all of the stars. To, yeah, he was, like he mimicked, pretending like, to be Embiid, oh, he was pretending Steph to be Giannis and Steph. He was inc incredible. It was cool. You know, I think it's a, it's gonna be a loss, and uh, he's a he's a pretty hype guy on the sidelines. And, you know, every team has you know those glue guys and and guys that dance around uh, yeah. whenever baskets get made. The, the Baysmores, exactly. Yeah, and you need, you need your Baysmores. Oh, what was that guy's name? Um, he played for oh Rob Sacre. Oh yes, Sacre. That, yeah, that, was like, that guy was a big time. Was, I think he was Canadian. I think I think he was yeah. Canadian as well. Big time sideline. Hype guy. Hey, those guys are important, man. Blue guy. Um, I don't. I don't know. This this Jordan thing could be. Uh, that might be worse than Damari Carroll. To no, me. no, no. The the real answer for sure is Damari Carroll. Yes. Um. Yeah. My fun answer is uh, signing Bruno and then also letting Bruno go. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah, a double yeah, whammy yeah. because like so that's like you're living in the middle of Masai's ego. I right. think it's also when he stole Red Panda's uh, bike. Wait, Masai's the one who did that? <laughs> Son of a gun. I saw him riding it down Bloor Street on the bike. It's Masai. <laughs> yeah, just like beside, beside Batista on the scooter. It's like Batista at the home run. Wait, why is Masai there? With red pandas? <laughs> okay, this is a, a bit silly now. Um, okay, let, wait, let's let's actually keep it silly. And I'm oh gonna, my God. I'm going to open this up to uh, everyone. So, uh, Matt, I'm going to start with you here. Oh, boy. Um, Danny Green won't go home. What do you Why mean? Why is that? Danny Green is just the sightings all over Canada. Yeah. Uh, at Calouet, Danny Green. Um, Yukon, Danny Green. Um, uh, Canada's Wonderland, Danny Green. Um, tiff, tiff parties, Danny Tiff Green. parties, Danny Green. Um, hanging out with uh, uh, Jagmeet Singh and uh, wow. Justin Trudeau. Danny Green. Yeah. I'm not hanging out with Andrew Shear. You better believe it's Danny Green. Yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah. So he, he literally is still in Canada doing things. So, yeah. so I'm wondering like, why won't he go home? Matt, you got to have an answer. Well, I think he's going, cause he's going to the Lakers and you know, this is going to be the first time 
in his career right that he's not playing with Kawhi. He's going to be division. no, no, no. He, he, he did. Yeah he, yeah, he had a bunch of years early. In his oh, career. that's yeah. right. Yeah, he wasn't always on San Antonio, but he's uh, that's a that's a major hornet's nest. It's going to be crazy. Like you know, the spotlight's going to be hot, and I think he's oh, so he's doing he's doing a bit of like self love, yeah, a bit of self care before he gets. Okay. he's going to get scarred a little bit. I think out there. <laughs> He's a vet, you know, yeah. he's going to have, it's going to be tough. And like being in, in LeBron's dressing room, you know, it's like the guy just trademarked taco Tuesday. That's right. And he's coming for casual and Friday. Did you just say taco Tuesday? Oh yeah. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> Buddy, I haven't signed right, up with Patreon right. yet. We I'll can't bleep it out. This. I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. Um, <laughs> okay. Anthony, why, why won't Danny Green go home? Or go, why, why, why won't Danny Green go to the Lakers? Why is oh, he still chilling God. in Canada? Well, I don't know. Maybe he is. Sorry, he's welcome, by the way. Maybe he's campaigning for Elizabeth May and the Green Party. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Oh, he's going to hit like Hassan Minaj. He's going to hit Trudeau and yeah, judge me yeah. with some hard questions. Wow. Be like, yeah, I was really excited to win a championship here. But um, why do you think that you can do pipelines and climate change at the same time? Yeah. Trudeau? <laughs> <laughs> um, in reality, when this question was uh, posted in the thread before we started recording, I thought you meant... Like, why didn't he go to the Knicks or the Brooklyn Nets? Because oh. he's from, like, Long Island. <laughs> I just mean, why is the man touring around? Oh, no. Like, like he's, is he a spot in Brampton, Markham? Like, man, yes. this guy was on the Lindsay, Ontario <laughs> yeah. go-karts. Yeah. Opening day. I was prepared. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but oh, yeah. he's, he's very much around. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, prepared for some hot takes about why he wouldn't want to play on the New York Knicks oh. or even well. the Brooklyn Nets. But now it's just, like... You know, like he's just having a great time. Okay. He's so, enjoying his life before people rag on him on Instagram and Twitter for like missing rough. three point shots. Okay. So you guys are in the, the, you know, the mental health, yeah. you know, keeping, you know, keeping himself <laughs> safe. He, was he in Jasper? Uh, for, Did you see that beautiful lake? <laughs> oh, you better believe he was in Jasper. <laughs> Crystal clear. He was water. picketing. He had a picket, a picket <laughs> sign of Fort, Fort Mac. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. He was at Fort McMurray and he said, you can't take all this sand out of the ground boys. Um, oh my God. No, but uh, never did I think my home province would get shouted out in a uh, basketball podcast. Oh, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta. Um, but um, Catherine, why won't Danny Green go home? What's going on? Buyer's remorse, baby. I like oh. that. That's actually what I think. Yeah, he, he he's full of regret. Yeah, <laughs> I just picture him. Yes, I I mean in my mind in my fantasy he's filled with regret, so much remorse. Really wishes he just stayed. You know, the Lakers. It's gonna be so toxic. It's gonna be such a shit show. Uh, you know, and then he's just gonna be this vet surrounded by other vet egos. And I mean, it's him and Rondo. I don't know. Yeah, sorry to yeah. get sorry to make it real. No, um, I, I, I don't. Yeah. I'm I, like, I actually in my mind, I'm like, you. that'd be so much fun if he was hanging out with Elizabeth May. But I don't think he actually knows <laughs> okay. who that is. OK, you know, but you know, what would be really fun. Elizabeth don't doubt May, that. Uh, yeah. is always, she she does like she swims er, like every oh, day. OK. And there's like a pool at like the Chateau Laurier, like next to Parliament. OK, you know, a bit too much. Go time. on. <laughs> and it would be really funny if he was just like swimming with her. Right. Wow. And like swim yeah. buddies and would that be Summertime funny be swim buddies 
Sorry, would that be funny because you'd give Danny Green the uh, Elizabeth May swimming schedule? What's going on, Catherine? <laughs> yeah, I have the schedule. It's just a, it's just a, a fun fact I've learned. That'd be a big time here. episode of the Danny Green podcast where he has the leader of the Green Party as well. And then just asked her like point blank, like, will you rename the party the Danny Green Party? Oh, wow. And she's like, honestly, yes. <laughs> um, and, and that but, is for sure a question uh, Harrison would uh, think up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Before, uh, you know, before we move on here, I feel like I was, you know, I was ripping before on. Before I shit on Harrison yeah. more? You shit on Harrison all, all day. It's all good. Um, you know, I mean, he's a really nice man or whatever. But, um, I'm sure he's great. Oh, yeah. He's probably great. But take a big dump on him if you need to. You know? Um <laughs> Listen, we're oh riffing God. at the, we're riffing at the I don't think over he's here. The, the best interviewer. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's but he great. Seems lovely. I'm like top notch, so yeah, that's how I look at other interviewers. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will say this: Catherine's really good at breaking news here. Like, we wouldn't know that Nurse was uh, you know, Nurse had a baby in the playoffs. Yeah. Like basically two or three days later than Fred. Yeah. I think it was the um, same without day. Without you. No, same, same day. day. Yeah. Yes. Wow. It was the exact same My day. My God. Um, okay. Y'all you, you want to talk some NBA or what? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maddie, would you give me that NBA sting? National, National Basketball, Basketball Association. Association. What's that? Party in the fog in the harbor? This is Adam Silver. He's here. Wait. Okay. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. You don't. Okay. You can't preface your sound effects. That's never been part of the deal. You can never. What do you say? There was. Okay. There's too much detail there. You, what, do you say harbor party in the fog? Oh, no. He's. Who's that in the harbor parting the fog? Oh my God! It's Adam Silver in his tugboat. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I, I love this. I think all your stings should be poetry. See, That's so yeah. funny. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, please, please come to Confederacy of Dunks for the spoken word <laughs> foghorn sound effects. I'm waiting for the full haiku episode. Oh my God! Oh yeah. Um, NBA haikus. I gotta write my vows. I'm in that mode right now. <laughs> yeah, buddy, whip up some vows. Matt's getting married in two weeks. Whip up some vows and throw in some sound effects, bud. Matt, do you uh, think Danny Green will come to your wedding if we invite oh, him? Oh, it's Man. on. A, oh, that's up at Lake. Like, no, it's not Lake Simcoe. Magnetowan. Yeah, it's up oh, north. But up, yeah, that's another place. You hands need to down, he'll be there. Get one of the t-shirts. Oh yeah, he'll, that. Danny's gonna show up with a backup generator. Like, <laughs> oh, we could need. We could use that. <laughs> so, when we, he's gonna be like, "This party ain't stopping." Oh my god. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, let's uh, let's go to Anthony uh, first here. Um, is it FIBA time? Ooh. It's it's uh, it's FIBA time. Ooh. Um, so uh, we were down to the final four, mm -hmm. but obviously the biggest story is that France beat Team USA. Oh, um, my Gobert goodness. was just it was a block party. Wow. Um, Frankie Nicotina, aka Frankie Smokes. Frankie Smokes. He was popping off. Fournier was hitting threes. I thought I saw in the highlights a bit of a hunched over Batum doing clever things. So, you know. Is Tony Parker in there? I don't. I didn't no? see any Tony highlights. Yeah. But I don't I believe be, so. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think he was there. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, ju I'll just jump to you. Um, 
this is a big deal, even though it's, you know, whatever, uh, USA C squad, anytime the States loses an international competition, it's massive. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, you know, people are going to try and underplay this, but, um, they're not going to meddle. They're not in the final four. That's massive. Right. And I think it's primarily because like they bet on a lot of Celtics players and I know uh, the Celtics <laughs> players, uh, sucked. Oh baby! Oh, ding, oh ding, ding, you know ding. what? I got your heart. Ding ding ding! <laughs> My heart lit up. <laughs> I won't say anything else. Um, Catherine, you know how are you feeling about FIBA Team USA? You know whatever. Oh, I, I completely agree. Like, um, Kembo Walker at the end, like he had three free throws and he only hit one of them. Right. And I was like, this is great news for us as Raptor mm-hmm. fans, or just if you're not a Celtics fan, because it's like, this guy is missing free throws under pressure. This is, this is great. This is great. But I mean, I know we're just slamming on the Celtics now, but don't worry about the Celtics. They're, you know, they're going to be starting Grant Williams. So I'm pretty sure yeah, they're, I'm they're headed straight towards 50 wins. Not oh really my worried. God. Really? Yeah. Grant they Williams? don't have any bigs. Their team, their bigs are Gordon Oof. Hayward and his Cantor and Grant Williams. And what about Robert Williams? I don't even know who that is. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm obsessed with basketball. Wow. So Robert Williams, if you're significant or relevant, I do apologize. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun. So so, so uh, the last the semifinal matchup here is uh, Argentina, which hilariously enough, still has Luis Scola playing. Ooh, and he's like Scola. ripping it. Scola is like 300 years old. Oh, yeah. And, he, and he's ripping teams. Um, <laughs> so we got Argentina versus France and um, Spain versus Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we get to see Mark. You know, he keeps putting in work. Um, Marcus Ole versus Bogut. Like, that's going to be basically a staring contest. Yeah. Uh, no one's moving there. Um, and Dovadova. And we get to see FIBA Patty Mills. Oh, my God. Oh, Patty FIBA, Mills. FIBA Patty popping. Woo. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to say about uh, say about FIBA? That obviously the Bruno block on Giannis was nice. Oh, that was so awesome. Yeah. Super disheartening as, yeah. a, as a Canada fan. Right. Uh, obviously. But, you know, we, we've touched on that a lot on this podcast and we'll we'll reflect on that disappointment a bit more later. But uh, Catherine, you, you got anything on FIBA or Team USA or anything? Um, Not really. I mean, I think this obviously it's a great win for France and it'll definitely, you know, give them confidence and all that leading into next year. But I mean, they're going to be playing against a completely different squad. So, yeah, yeah. I know you said earlier, like, oh, people are going to try and downplay this. But, yeah, I think in the the grand scheme of things, this doesn't mean uh, that much, unfortunately. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. Sorry. I, you know, just to clarify. Um, yes, 100 percent. This does deserve to be downplayed as far as like the U.S. not being the best in the world, because, you know, whenever when all the big guns come out. They're obviously the best in the world. Right. But I just mean like even beating them in this type of tournament with their C squad is still significant. Totally. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell is killing it. And I feel like it was kind of cool to see him and Gobert go against each other. And I hope Donovan Mitchell has a spot on the team next year because I feel like he's really earned it. Mm -hmm. He's a guy I could definitely see retaining that spot because I also feel like his person or his like individual growth is going to be pretty significant in the next year. So he'll actually kind of like be on pace to make the big squad. Right. I, I don't know who I can 
who I can kind of mm-hmm. think about from this current team who I feel like would also make the big squad. Um, Tatum, maybe Tatum, if he really, really improves, but you got to remember yeah. that's like, you know, if Kawhi wants to play or LeBron or yeah. PG, yeah, like it's right. stacked up there. So, um, you know, it'll be hard for Tatum to make the list. But Donovan Mitchell had a wicked game. Like he was the, he was probably the only person on team USA down the stretch that like played well. He looked good. And like, you know, j- just from random highlights, I thought Miles Turner looked pretty good. Yeah. He was blocking everything in sight and he, you know, he's a guy you can shoot the three, mm-hmm. um, the FIBA three, the FIBA three. Good point. <laughs> but he can't, sh- he can't shoot the NBA three as well. Right. But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, he had that mellow kind of like, he's on fire and it's like, well, yeah, from a bit closer. Um, okay. That's a bad joke. I also like, <laughs> I also Sorry, like um, uh, just watching like the FIBA game, like that camera angle that we don't have for the NBA. I, I feel like it, I don't know what is exactly different about it, but it kind of looks um, more like parallel to like where like the audience was, would be sitting. Right. And it like makes all of the NBA players actually like look true to size. So you're like, Whoa, these guys are huge. Yeah. There's, I I enjoy FIBA for that, for that. Like where it's just like, Oh man, like the, like watching basketball being played at a high level a bit differently, you know, the audience interactions different. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just kind of exciting to see like, oh man, like basketball for the longest time was like such a, you know, like everything American culture wise, like dominates basketball. It still mm-hmm. does obviously. But I think as basketball rises around the world, we're going to see all different types of basketball more and more and more. And yeah, watching FIBA, even just like, yeah, how they were elevated and kind of like the audience sat like the NCAA. Yeah. Um, it was cool. And I hope that FIBA doesn't ban that ninja style headband so that I know they never would. So, you know, (laughs) they never would so that it makes more NBA players want to play in the tournament. Imagine that for the Olympics, you know, apparently um, everyone can wear the ninja headbands and it's just like our whole squads up. Yeah. Like Murray Wiggins, you know, the all team (laughs) candidates like, what'd you say about the headbands? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. uh, Let's. um, Oh, you know what? Let me pull up some KD stuff. Oh. But we got to talk KD. I, I was saying he's, uh, you know, he really thinks about this podcast and other podcasts. And he's giving us all sorts of material. Oh, KD listens to the there's podcast. No, there's no Certainly. way that our one bad review isn't a KD burner account. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's no way. Because, you know, <laughs> it totally is. you know, KD was injured, right? You know, debating, should I come back? Should I not come back? And he was like, when is the next Confederacy of Dunks coming out? He didn't really try to hide his name. It's like Kevin4525. That's right. You're better it's than so this. Him. We're it's not like so top, we're not top of the pop, right? <laughs> NBA <laughs> podcast. See, we're headed there, but we're not there yet. But KD, yeah. you know, you thought he didn't have to cover himself. Yeah. I bet you Colangelo's slamming our pod too. <laughs> oh my um, God. You know, talking about his collars <laughs> popping. <laughs> oh, make my collar taller, you know <laughs> find a different, find a different slant, Freddie and Matt. Um, but uh, let's, uh, I guess, uh, I'll pull up some of the quotes and stuff. But mm. I, I also kind of like you know can paraphrase them a little bit, which is dangerous because I think the, <laughs> no, the you know the, 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 the whole KD thing, anyways, it's like. You know, I, I, I'm going to guarantee 80% of anyone reacting to these quotes has not read the full article, yeah. is willing to take it out of context. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is kind of the era we're living in where everything's like pull quotes, yeah. right? 
um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you pull out the most kind of like salacious, uh, you know, sentence of anyone or whatever. And you're like, Oh, this yeah. guy, but, um, you know, some of it is, uh, is intriguing obviously. So, uh, Anthony, is there anything that kind of jumped out to you or, or well, yeah, what jumped out to you from this KD kind of like, um, interview? Um, I think if we're talking about the same quotes, um, him calling the OKC fans toxic and like, and being like, I was going to come back, but you guys are too mean to me. I was like, Oh, that's a bit much. Yeah. Like the, Okay, here, here's like with that. That was one of those things. Like, all of these, all of these quotes have like shreds of truth, yeah. and and then also like I don't believe you because the one is like you know so many players complain about Oklahoma City. Nobody wants to live there. It's so small. Um, you know the fans are not great. Um, as far as like you know the way they. I'll just call it like people, you know, refer to Utah and Oklahoma's fans <laughs> as the most racist fans. Right. They do. But yeah. like, um, what do you expect Kevin Durant for like, like ditching Westbrook? Yes. And, and see, like, yeah, and exactly. ring and ring chasing. Like you see that that's where, that's where I'm like, yeah, like all of his quotes have like this, like slight tinge of truth, but w- w- without any accountability. So yeah. It's, so it's kind of like, well, you know, da, 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 like uh, they didn't treat me well at OKC. It's like, well, they were going to be mad. And also you were never going to go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a weird part of this quote that just seems really disingenuous. Yeah, like Don't try to turn it on them. Yeah. Because we all know you're not going to sign the max. Yeah. <laughs> in OKC. Um, Catherine, I'll jump to you. Is there you know, maybe the same quote or is there another quote that kind of jumped out to you? Um, well, I'll comment on the same one, and that's just like, I mean, I don't know. I, I just feel like Kevin Durant is just like so genuine, it's an issue. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he just doesn't know how to like keep some of these thoughts to himself. He has no poker I, face? Yeah, the fans there aren't great. Yeah, he has no poker face at all. Like, he's too pure. You how know? you doing, KD? And, and Pretty I good, but I got like, the runs. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. i just feel like yeah okay the okc fans like they might not be great but also like you know you're talking about a fan base that deals with rumors about you leaving for an entire year and then you leave so it's like totally i don't know no no, i don't think they handled it significantly worse than any other fan base deals with that cleveland went bonkers when lebron came back like when LeBron was with Miami and he played in Cleveland, yeah, it was exactly. like, it was like security detail all around. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, a, a couple of things stand out to me. I'll, I'll, also, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I just wanted to say like overall, like Kevin Durant always does this thing where he's like, Oh, I, I don't like how the NBA is like, like this, or I don't like the circus of it. And Oh, the media gets to me, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, you're telling this to the media. I know. So it's like a part of you kind of loves it though. And we're just going to jump to the next KD quote. We'll move on from the OKC stuff. Um, but yeah, go for it, Anthony. Yeah. So Durant is, was talking about leaving the warriors and he was saying like, I came in there wanting to be a part of a group, wanting to be part of a family and definitely felt accepted, but I'll never be one of those guys. I didn't get drafted there. I mean, oh, okay. It's like, that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we know. Yeah. 
but you also like won a couple of rings. Yeah. It, it's weird with, with KD. It's kind of like, yeah, I, I mean, I think I kind of, I'm sticking with what I said earlier. It's like, everything has like, like a piece of truth and zero accountability. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you chose to go there. Yeah. You knew that was the situation when you left the place where you were drafted. Um, you won a couple of rings. Like, it seems like you're unhappy with your choice, but you're kind of reframing it as like not being accepted. And it's kind of like you weren't one of them though. Right. And you weren't like, drafted. He, he's like talking about Iguodala as well being like, he was there who uh, he was there when they won the first finals and, uh, and the rest of the guys kind of rehabilitated their careers there. And he was like, how are they going to rehabilitate me? Like, what are you going to teach me? Like, how can you alter anything in my basketball life? I've got an MVP already. I got scoring titles. And then it says in the article, as time goes on, he's like, he says he started to realize he's just different from the rest of the guys. And it's not a bad thing. Just his circumstances. There's so much I want to uh, break down. Go here. for it, Catherine. <laughs> uh, we're, we're giving you the floor. Mm -hmm. To me, this is so classic. Like, you don't have to be best friends with everyone you work with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like just think about like in any job setting, it's like you just have to be able to work together. But he was like, oh, like I came in, like he used the term family, but I'm pretty sure he meant like a best friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I came in yeah. here hoping everyone would be my best friend, but they all kind of had their friendships already. So it was kind of like, oh, I don't know. And it's like, it's exactly what anybody thought it would be. Yeah. And then just like the like, whole, it was like, successful too. You won two yeah. rings, and just the just whole, like I predicted like, on the oh, spot. Like I wasn't drafted there, and just like just establishing all this stuff that we already know, like before you even go there, before you even sign with them. Like I remember, okay, not just to make a very long story short. No, no, go. I I dated a guy for a few months, and then we broke up, and he blamed it on the fact that he lived in Hamilton and I lived in Toronto, <laughs> and I was like, but you knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You knew, you knew that. You, you knew, knew that. Like, it just reminds me of Kevin. Dr I'm sure like he hated me for other reasons, but like right. that's the reason he gave me. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're like, don't blame this on the city of waterfalls. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> like, don't, don't you slam the like escarpment. Okay. I've been in the devil's punch bowl in Dundas. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so <laughs> that. Like if I were a golden state fan, I would just feel like that exact same way. It's like, you're not, giving us any new information and you're trying to play it off like how somehow like none of this is his fault like you were talking about like accountability but it's just like these were your moves man mm -hmm. yeah i mean yeah i couldn't agree more and like uh um anthony what's the quote where he talks about like system or like did, did you have that one where he's talking about how like he you know in in golden state uh, everything all the points come from a system uh, I don't have that here. Okay. Um, well, I, I think I think I got that basically. It's you know. Yeah. He, he he was kind of insinuating that you know there's a very sophisticated scoring system in Golden State, and that you know he would have to reach deep into his bag um, to win in the later rounds of the playoffs. And again, that's a weird mix of like of truth with zero accountability. So it's kind of like. Yes, that's true about Golden State, but also, you know, 
you had to reach deep into your bag to win. It's like, so did Kawhi this year with us. Yeah. So did LeBron when he's won. Um, you know, people have to really kind of like go above and beyond. Like Kyle had to score 11 straight points in game six. You know, he had, he had to reach deep mm -hmm. to yeah, like win Fred an had to championship. Like, Fred had to like save us with like That's right. a clutch three. And it's like, do, I, I, I'm wondering if it's kind of like, did you expect it to be even easier than it was? Because it looked really easy. Like, but I think he did. It looked no doubt. For the most part, it looked unfair. Yes. You know, like those cha those championships against uh, Cleveland, you know, everyone was complaining because the, the everyone was saying the league was broken. Yeah. So, I, 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 yeah, it's a bit of like a, you know, that that like three over LeBron, you know, like that, that he hit to kind of sway the series. It's like that was a big three, but that was also like, stop, stop. He's already dead. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about reaching into your bag. Like what? Then what's LeBron? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, and just like this part in the quote where it's like, what are you going to teach me? How can you alter anything in my basketball life? It's like, that's so terrible. You know, like I, yeah. can't, I can't believe somebody would like go to a new team and just like expect just to already be the best and to know everything and like, and to have such an ego about him. And like, I, I keep thinking about like his his MVP speech and like him crying and talking to about his mom being like you to real MVP. And it's uh -huh. like, what happened to that Kevin Durant? Yeah. Like, where's that guy? Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I feel the exact ahead. same way about Kevin Durant. Like I miss the old KD, but yeah, I think, okay. I'm, I'm going to go on a, like a mini rant here. Just that, um, you know, we really have been like, I think witnessing, what happens when, when, when nuance and like a conversation gets like super narrow. And I think for a long time post Jordan, it was like, everything was like count the rings, count the rings. Oh, you know, this person was a 10 time MVP. How many rings, you know, and everything was so ring based, you know, Kobe was trying to max out his rings and Shaq was trying to max out his rings. And so, and a player like Steve Nash got so slighted, you know, for not having won a championship or Charles Barkley, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then, I think that's where you see the player movement. It's really influenced by that with a guy like LeBron trying really trying to massage his, like his uh, imprint on the game, like his legendary status. And then, you know, Durant operating in the wake of LeBron. And I think losing in OKC, he was like, I can't beat this guy. So I need to, you know, I'm going to go join or I can't be golden state. So I'm going to join them because they need a ring and that's going to, you know, solidify my legendary status but, you know, everyone was like, you joined a 73-win team. Yeah, you're a so, snake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It actually doesn't, yeah. um, you know, solidify your status. And on top of that, uh, the guy you left, Russ, is going to win an MVP this year. We mm. actually hate you so much that we're going to give an MVP to this guy who stayed. So mm. I think, you know, people are trying to play their own narratives, like, in real time. And it just doesn't always work. Right. You know, in a wild basketball fantasy that I have, it would be like Houston and Brooklyn in the finals. Really? And then <laughs> Russ. That's weird. That's a weird fantasy. Russ beating KD. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't know where you were going with that, but I'm like, right, right. Russ KD. That's still there. And it would be Harden too. Yes. Imagine you know, you're Russ and Harden beating so, KD. We just trade. Did Serge Ibaka join the yeah, Rockets? Oh my now. gosh. We trade like Serge over, yeah, <laughs> to, over to the Rockets. Nick Collison comes back. Um, <laughs> oh, just beat KD. 
His that's, mom likes oh. cheering for the Rockets. That would be uh, beautiful, and it would just be just sweet poetic justice. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, the the quote that Kevin Durant either doesn't have the self awareness or wishes he could say but can't say is that he thought this move would make him the unanimous greatest player in the NBA, and it didn't. And he's salty. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. there was like you know you know going back to SI and top one hundred. One thing Ben Gulliver is you know kind of like talked about a lot, which I, you know, I fully agree with is that like, you know, KD really was on the precipice of like taking the league over. And I think, you know, a lot of people were debating, you know, even though it was Harden and Giannis MVP last year, there was a lot of talk around like, you know, KD still the best. Or sometimes people would say that was Steph or whatever. And like, he really was in the debate for number one, you know, I think particularly with LeBron's groin injury and kind of being, you know, out of the narrative, uh, especially in the playoffs. And um, with the Achilles injury, I think, I hate to say this, but, you know, the way people talk about KD coming back, I just feel is a little bit delusional. Mm -hmm. Like he's a bit too old to make the comeback that people are like portraying. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, I mean, man, I hope I'm so super wrong because injuries suck. Yeah. And I love watching KD play. And yeah. the, the Warriors-Raptors games where he, or, or, or Warriors-Raptors game where he hit a uh, three over Kawhi was just ridiculously exciting. And I think we owe it to him as a fan base to like hope 100%. that he gets better. You oh, my know? God. After yeah, all the, the crappy fans like cheer but, when he went down. Yeah. And, you know, forgive me if I, if for listeners, if I've said something like this on the podcast before, but it's like. I just don't really see a path for KD being an all NBA player third team mm-hmm. ever again. Um, I think, you know, if you consider the fact that he's 31 and he's missing this entire year, like he's not coming back period. Mm-hmm. And then I think he'll come back after that. And it's like, he's just going to be like, you know, in old man territory beyond being coming back from the worst injury you can get in basketball. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just, I mean, I think he'll be a very, very skilled player and like probably get to be an all-star, but uh, I think the, you know, the, the talk around KD finishing as like a top 10, top 15 player all time, unfortunately is kind of over. Yeah. Um, and again, I so hope I'm super wrong. Anytime a player has a massive injury, I hope I'm wrong that they'll, you know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll make a full recovery and kind of get back to where they are. But like, it's just a small window with basketball. I just don't. Th- yeah. And I don't think he's going to win a championship again. Yeah. No, I'm, especially I, if he's uh, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Him, him and him and Kyrie is like, is, is a, is a perfect duo to get you eliminated in the first round. Yes. Uh, for four years in a it's row. It's a, it's a perfect duo for social media drama. Yes. And flat earth. Yeah. <laughs> they might as well throw Jimmy Butler on that team. Team shot makers. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, it, it's sorry. a move. I really don't understand like especially after the injury like before like if he obviously like if the injury didn't happen i would understand that move a bit more but once the that injury happened it it, i just don't get this move and i think like i don't know like going back to like all the the quotes and stuff like that and i'm not the first person to say this but kevin durant just cares way too much about what other people think of him yes and that's been i think his his real downfall in a way, because I think all these other NBA players care about what people think, but they know they're not supposed to care at the very least. Right. And don't let on yeah. how much 
they care. But it's like he's making life decisions over and over again, big life decisions based on what he thinks our opinions are. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I I couldn't agree more. Um, okay, let's move on from KD and uh, let's kind of go back to the SI top 100 list um, just to finish off the NBA stuff. So um, who wants to start here with their, let's, let's all do, um, let's all pick a person who's too high on the list. Mm. Um, Matt, if you want to play. Okay, I'll check it out. Feel free. Um, who wants to go first? Catherine, who's too high on this list? Um, I have two picks. Okay. And we're, we're talking non-Raptors. Yeah, non-Raptors, too high on the list. Okay, I'm going to go with my one that I think is a bit more uh, controversial, and okay. you can all disagree with me, and it's go, okay. Here we go. Uh, Al Horford, 18. Okay. Too high. Catherine, I could not agree more. And okay. anyone who listens to this pod knows that I am such an Al Horford stan. I think he's amazing. He's a winner, but he's a lot closer to where Marcus Gasol is right now than 19th overall. Mm-hmm. Like he's absolutely yeah. not going to have a better season than Siakam mm-hmm. um, or Ben Simmons or Mitchell or like, uh, like a, a plethora of people like Horford's a winner. He's incredible. But 19 is... That's 18. 18. Oh, 18. Blake that, Griffin is 19. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think Blake's incredible, but yeah. like, but yeah, Al mm-hmm. Horford, it's like, especially with where, you know, he's heading to Philly, you know, I think rightfully so to be a lesser role. Okay. Sorry, Catherine. I totally jumped on your person. No, no, <laughs> no that's great. But, but yeah, like, well, what's your thoughts there? Like, well, what, what's going through your head when you're like, what the hell with Al, Al Horford? Oh, with me? Yeah. Uh, sorry, just, yeah, that he's going to be taking on a significantly lesser role this mm-hmm. year. He's also getting older, although I don't know his exact age. Oh, oh 33. Yeah, I'm just 33. looking at the article now. Yeah, and I just feel like this article uh, holds age against uh, other players, so I don't know why they're not holding it against Al Horford. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, he's a great player, but I just don't think he's number 18 in the entire league. I like it. Um Anthony, who's your who's your too high person? Hmm. Too high. Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just looking here. It was oh, Kemba. Okay, where where's Kemba? 20. 20. So too high. Too high. Oh. Hmm. I don't I think Kemba gets overrated pretty Okay. Pretty heavily. And especially after this FIBA game, yeah, I, I can bury him even harder. Um, like I just, I just not crazy about Kemba Walker. He's in my mind, never been a winner. And I don't necessarily think that he's going to change. I mean, he'll have the opportunity to prove it uh, this year. That's for sure. Cause you know, yeah, like, to prove that he's not a winner. <laughs> well, yeah, honestly, yeah. because like, you know, he's had a lot of years with Charlotte. So I think he can point to being like, okay, but my best teammate was like Nicholas Batum. Yeah. Um, and now Frank, it's like, Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> yeah. Like now there's some more talent around him. So we should see, like, it's always fun to see a player in a new situation. Okay. Um, Matt, Who's your who's your too high? Um, I'm going to pick Chris Paul at 21. Okay. Mm. Um, I think it, it, he's not far off, I guess, but just based on his age right now, that's a, that's a good pick. Yeah, like I'd say he should be somewhere in the mid mid 20s, maybe not so. You know, like he's in the bottom 20s, so I just feel like that's a little rich for him. I guess he's got 
he's the, the face of the franchise and OKC now really, but it's, uh, yeah, I just, uh, my, my guts tell me he's a little high. Am I, am I wrong? No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick with my, my summer vibes yeah. of, um, I've kind of just, you know, bang, I'm just beating the drum of like, it was exciting. The Clippers, you know, they really kind of like pushed Golden State in the playoffs. Um, you know, a lot of players had solid, uh, you know, a solid six games. Um, but in the end, they got pretty, you know, thrashed by Golden State and their season ended um, in the first round. And people are, are way too high on Trez, Lou Williams, Pat Beverly, all those role players. But the person I'm going to single out here is Pat Bev, who mm. I, I didn't pick someone high on the list. I picked someone who shouldn't be on the list. <laughs> um, oh, my. So Pat Bev, they have an 81. I mean, I'm just going to ballpark it in my head. I put him at like 140. Like this is an extremely, <laughs> oh lim- he's an extremely limited player. Yeah. He's a very, very good defender. And he's a, and he's a very efficient three point shooter, mm-hmm. which on its face is kind of like, holy shit, that's pretty good. But it's like the guy can't do anything else. Like he's a nominal point guard, uh, nominal point guard, um, can barely dribble, uh, can't distribute, doesn't really like, you know, rebound. Like he doesn't, he's a big impact game and I'd love to have him on my team in the playoffs. Um, but I think to put him over, you know, like volume scores or yeah, there's just like, I don't know. I, I, I'd probably like put OG and Anobi over him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I'd, I'd flirt with putting Norm Powell over him. I would certainly like put Fred. Lonzo Ball over him. Fred, obviously. Yeah. Oh my God. Fred is, Fred is <laughs> yeah, Fred. Lonzo Ball too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah. and I don't think he's bad. I just think, you know, people are so high. On, on, you know, uh, and I think this list is like, they really prioritize like fitting into, you know, like knowing your role. Yeah. And if people who are like a little bit outsized of their role and a little less efficient yeah. really get hurt. And I think that's the wrong way to evaluate it. Um, okay. Uh, should, should I just go with my... My, uh, I completely agree with uh, everything you just said. I just want to put that out there. Thank I think you. the Clippers are so overrated. I think, <laughs> oh, no bias here at all. Oh, but, uh, I think just the fact that they won two games against Golden State in the first round, people are reading way too much into yeah. this. There's no way Golden State was like actually invested in the first round. No, of the they playoffs. were cruising. And, and then they were like, yeah, oh, they whoops. were cruising. Like, it's just. I don't know. People have put way too much stock into that team. And I have always disliked uh, Patrick Beverly. And yeah. And j- just back to that series, like, you know, may- maybe, uh, maybe I-, I should be better at researching. So I actually have the exact number, <laughs> but, and, and if, and if you, if I'm totally wrong and you listen to this podcast, please, uh, please, you know, berate me or whatever. But um, I would guess that golden state ended up beating Clippers by like 80 to a hundred points in that series. Like, I think they lost some really, you know, like, like that, that big comeback obviously. But if I had to put a number on it, I would say they outscored them by like 60, 80, hundred points. Like in the same way that like we took Cleveland to six games um, in the conference finals. It's like, yeah, but then they beat the shit out of us. Yeah, like, it's exactly mm-hmm. that. And, and that's how I feel about that. Um, okay. Okay. Let me jump on my player uh, who I think is, is, is just too low. 
Um, okay, you know, I I I got to stick with it. I've been I've been beating this drum pretty hard too, and we'll see if I'm just extremely wrong. But I think putting Wiggins at 100 <laughs> is all sorts of disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we're talking we're talking Levine who does what he does but worse. You know, we're talking <laughs> Al Farouk Aminu who scores like seven points a game. Um, we're you know we're even talking a guy like Serge Ibaka who's like a backup center, um, you know, or Tobias Harris, who does what Wiggins does, but worse. Uh, and I just think that we've all got a bit carried away here with how low we have Andrew Wiggins. Like I get that he is a volume scorer who's super inefficient, who looks disengaged and, you know, doesn't pass the ball well and is not great on defense or is downright bad on defense. But I mean, I think he's better than a, probably about 30 players on this list, like on his very worst day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also 24 years old. So expecting him to regress doesn't make sense to me. Um, it's becoming popular to dislike him. No, th- that's what I mean. Yeah, like, I think that, yeah, I think it's so in vogue to hate on Wiggins that people are, are, are starting to be like, do you think Wiggins should be in the NBA? And it's like, Yes. Like, what are you, are you insane? Like he's, you know, he's like 21 or 19 points a game at like 24 years old. Like take it ease. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's also the number one, uh, overall draft thing really works against him. But anyways, that's, that's, uh, yeah, I, I tried to find another player, but the Wiggins thing is, is rattling me. Um, <laughs> again, you know, I'm just looking at all these players like Gary Harris, Better than Wiggins? Scram with that. Yeah. Scram. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, let's, let's go to Anthony. Mm, I think probably the one that has stuck out for me is is Nurk. Okay. Like, he's pretty low. And I, you, you, Yusuf Nurkic? Yeah. Okay, so he's coming back from that horrific injury. Well, where's he at? He's at 78. Right. And I'm just looking at players in front of him and like, yeah, I know he's coming back from injury, but like he's better than PJ Tucker. Like, come on, bro. And Harrison Barnes. I love PJ. Tucker. I love PJ too, but, <laughs> but yes. And he's also better than Thad young. Like, come on, bro. Like, yeah, respect Nurk. Like he is such a key piece of Portland and their front court. And like, Oh, man, honestly, they they were not the same team without him, and they re- they really relied on like guys like Zach Collins to like mm-hmm. to step up because like he just left such a big hole in their playoff lineup, and then, like he he makes Portland a contender. I think. I mean, I don't think I'm as high with uh, as you uh, with Nurkic, and I mm-hmm. think that they're, so they're saying February for return. So. I'll slightly disagree, but I do think that he is a player who's, you know, underrated in general. And uh, I hear you. How you about know, that? I think he's like a good, um, like, post score. And he is a pretty good defender as well. So. He was fantastic before he got hurt. Yeah. Like that trade, man, that trade was really, that's one of those, like, really good for both players situation. Mm-hmm. Like him going to Portland and then uh, Jokic being like, I'm the guy. Uh, in Denver was like, oh, man, that's pretty good for this. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. Catherine, who's your, um, 
Who's your too low in the list guy? Um, okay, so mine is uh, Clay Thompson, who's ranked 58th. Okay, so it w- it's another injury, injury guy here. Yeah, mm. so basically, like, when I read this blurb, I was really confused because they're like, oh, in the past five years, like, nobody's come back from an ACL tear in shorter than 11 months. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, so he'll, he's ma- he might come back mid-May. And then to me, it's like, well, if this ranking is on oh, he could come back, then why are we ranking him 58th? Like, if you're saying he's going to come back and he's going to be great, then he deserves to be higher. Yeah, I mean... Right? But if you're saying, oh, he's going to be sitting out for, like, basically the whole season and even the playoffs, then why have him on the list at all? Right. Like, there should just be, like, a not on the list due to injury section Mm -hmm. or have him where you think he will be when he comes back. Like why find this like middle of the road number? Like I just, I don't really get that. Right. And yeah, I mean, we haven't seen the top 10 yet, but I'm kind of assuming KD's on there. And similarly Mm -hmm. for me, it's like, man, I bet you when he comes back, he's going to be incredible. But it's like, I think it's been pretty clear. He's not coming back this season, Mm -hmm. period. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Why have him occupy? So in that case, it's like, is he even on the list? Right. Um, Matt, you, you got somebody who's that- you're damn right. I do. Oh, baby. Woo. Too low on the list. Who you got? Matty D too low on the list. DeMar DeRozan. Okay. And I've got my reason. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I feel like he's being Bring punished. Back. Yeah. He's Bring being punished right now because he, you know, one season with Kawhi, we won a championship and now they're going, Oh, well, yeah, see you clearly were the problem there. And, uh, you, you were <laughs> very replaceable to win a championship, but uh, I do think like he shouldn't be too much higher, but he should be in the twenties. I want Demar in the twenties. Oh my god! If he's gonna be in the thirties, I want him to be thirty. Like Sorry, Doncic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Sorry. You're, you're a true Raptor fan, and that you're like Demar is awesome, but take it easy, not that awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's been like the last like you know what I mean. If a Raptors fan is in the bar, they're like, "What yeah. do you think about Demar Derozan?" And the person's like, "I don't know." And he's like, "No, he's sick." And he's like, well, I guess he's okay. And they're like, yeah, you're right. He's not that sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So uh, I think that, that about does it for NBA stuff. All right. Um, let's uh, wrap it up with some quickish questions. Maddie, would you give me that quickish question sting? Quickish You got a punchline, Matt, or what? Are you going to explain that? <laughs> um, I'm just... I'm Jeez Louise. Just having some fun. Okay. Um, so uh, you guys know how to play quickest questions. Uh, I'm not sure if we did it with you before, Anthony, but... I don't think so. Uh, here's what you oh need to boy, know. Oh, boy. Here we I, go. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to stammer through some questions. Um, your only job is to, uh, is to not think and answer them as fast as you can. <laughs> you can't phone a friend. You can't, no friend. Yeah, you can't do any of that stuff. Okay. Um, you just got to answer as quick as you can. Matt's going to play. Catherine, you know what's yeah. up. Yeah. Ready? I'm ready. Okay, Anthony, we're going to start with you. <laughs> WNBA Toronto team potential name. Oh, it's so hard. The Toronto Raptors. Whoa. I don't know. Matt. <laughs> Well, what's what? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this question for everybody. Oh, uh, wow. Matt, Matt, what's a what's a uh, what's a WNBA uh, team name for Toronto? Um, 
I'm going to take Toronto out of it. I'm going to call them the, uh, because they're going to be sponsored by this place, the Sneaky D Hustlers. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We're going to get nasty emails. Don't you dare. Oh, my God. Catherine, can you save this? Can you save this moment, please? My goodness. Catherine, what, I, what do you I got, please? I never have a good name. I know. We, we do this a lot, eh? We do this a lot. This is the thing, because it's like, it's natural to be like, okay, let's go with a different dinosaur, but like <laughs> dinosaur names, I don't know if you've noticed, are kind of long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. And like, you don't want to go with like T-Rexes, because like they barely have arms. That's right. Yeah. Pterodactyl's weird, too. Pterodactyls are weird. <laughs> Toronto pterodactyls? Yeah. yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a borderline tongue twister. Do you and got then anything? Catherine? You're not gonna call them. You're not gonna like name them after something Canadian because that's gonna be super lame. I'm sorry, but it is. You're phoning a friend like, right now. You're not gonna like. <laughs> I am. I don't have a good answer, but I want the team to be here. I okay. Want the team to be yeah. Here. I'm gonna save this Sneaky moment. Hustlers, and I'm gonna I say. <laughs> I thought about a name. Okay. The Toronto oh. Tower. Toronto Tower. Ooh, I kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, right? Oh. Yeah. Toronto Tower. The Toronto Tower. Not yeah. Towers. Toronto Tower. Tower, baby. No, I like it plural. Cheers. Toronto Towers. Okay. Um, <laughs> but let, I'm into it. I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, that's that, one that? of the better names yeah. I've heard. Yeah. All right. Let's let, let's, let's keep going here because <laughs> um, I totally botched this whole thing. Uh, Matt. Yeah. Um, USA Basketball. Tear it all down. Yes or yes. <laughs> <laughs> tear it all. USA basketball. Tear That's it right. Down? Uh, yeah, yeah. Tear it down. Oh yeah. Just to start a fire. That's right, Catherine. What yeah. changes do Basketball Canada need to make in order to qualify for the 2020 Olympics? Oh, I don't know. Just like have better players. Cheers. <laughs> no, that's that's what I'm looking for, Anthony. Yes. Um, who is better? Jokic, don't do this. Or Lou Williams, no. Jokic, right? Silly question. Um, Sorry, okay. Mark Little. I know we had. We had <laughs> hey, you put it there. I'll ask it, um, Maddie. Yeah. Um, who is going to break? Actually, this isn't. This isn't all. All play question. Okay. Um, Maddie, who is going to break the NBA's no ninja headwear rule this season, and what reason are they going to give for doing it? <laughs> Um, I think it's going to be just because he's been a little shit disturber already in the summer. It's going to be KD sitting on the bench for Brooklyn. <laughs> oh my God. That, <laughs> okay. If he does that, everyone better show yeah, up. Yeah. If, he, if he does that, that's so rad. It's just him standing next to the Brooklyn Knight. They're both doing it. But he'll just say it when they ask him, but he'll be like, what ninja headband? And we'll be like, oh, okay, KD. Yeah. Oh yeah. He still somehow mm. makes it weird. Okay. Catherine, who's going to break the headband rule and why or how? Oh, or, oh, same question. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's an um, uh, I'm gonna go Jimmy Butler because he just like doesn't give a shit. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, before I throw to Anthony, I'll say Vince Carter, and his reason will be I'm too old. Go <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me what to do, uh, Anthony. Uh, I am gonna go with Mike Scott. 
because <laughs> he just looks cool. He looks cool with it. And did you hear about him at the Philadelphia Eagles game wearing a Washington racial slurs jersey oh. and knocking out those Eagles fans that tried to attack him? Yeah, he got oh, apparently yeah. a fist fight. Yeah, oh. I did hear yes. about this. Yeah. So Mike Scott, that's an ugly oh. scenario. Scott, make it up to us. Put on that headband. Um, okay, that's uh, that's the pod. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for doing it. Thanks for having me. Catherine, thank you so much for doing it. Thank um, you. You know, uh, support the pod. Uh, yeah. Tell everyone you know about it. Um, yeah. Keep keep looking for uh, the Patreon page and yeah. the Tukes. They're on yeah, the way. They're on their way. Get ready uh, this they're fall. They're on a shipment on the way. It's Letterman jackets. We've got, got um, yeah. we've got one more episode next week, and then we're off for a couple because of my uh, wedding. So life's happening. That's, yeah. that's what's Woo. going on. Um, but you should invite Danny Green. Yeah, please invite Danny. Green. Should if he came with a backup generator, huge hero. Oh, yeah. but he wouldn't even care that he was. Yeah. A, Huge Raptors. Oh you know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Catherine, you're uh, you're a super talented person. You're you're, you're writing stuff. You're, doing you're performing. Shows. You're doing shit. What um, is going on with you in the in the next little while? Oh well, I just have um, I don't know what do I have going on. Some shows. I'm doing some Lady Beer Fest uh, okay. at the Ooh. end of the month. That'll be super fun. What what what, uh, what day is that? Uh, it's the last weekend of September. Okay. So you, you so know what? You can you can follow me uh, on Twitter, not in person. Yep. At uh, it's me underscore Catherine. Awesome. Um. Cool. We'll uh we'll we'll, we'll plug your uh social meds. Yeah. Thank y'all. Um. Were you gonna say something, Maddie? No, I was just gonna say that on most of our podcasts, just click on the guest's name and it'll take you right to their uh Twitter handles. Woo. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Anthony, what's up? Um. As you guys mentioned earlier. My show, Ming's Dynasty, is yes. on CBC Gem. Nice. You can stream all six episodes for free on demand whenever <laughs> you see fit. Please help us uh, support Canadian content, especially yes. comedy. Yes. Um, it's yeah. an authentic story about two Toronto rappers who have to go back to a small town in Alberta to run a Chinese restaurant. It's based on my real life. Honestly. Nice. It's cool. amazing. Everyone watch it. Definitely check it out. <laughs> um, like leave comments that are like, I'm literally going to freak if there's no season two, <laughs> just like write stuff like that. You know yeah. I mean? Um, and aside from that, yeah, I'll be, I'm just doing some shows around town. Uh, uh, I'll be at the bad dog comedy theater at comedy bar at the social capital, doing improv, all cool. those sort of things. Yeah. Follow me at my handles, uh, Instagram at Holland jokes and Twitter as well. Um, that's about it. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, cool. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see everybody next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. 